Welcome to Reiki Cafe Radio, where your host, Christine Renee and Bruce Taylor. We come together with more than 35 years of experience in Reiki, meditation, chakra knowledge, and holistic healing. We are passionate about helping individuals release resistance, step into their authentic selves, and align their lives with the truth of who they are. Reiki Cafe Radio is your choice for vibrant Reiki conversations, meditation experiences, and holistic wellness. This is your space for a deeper look into the ancient wisdom through modern eyes. So grab your tea or coffee and join us as we sip our way through this week's episode. We're going to move into our top seven tips. Okay. Tip number one is starting your day off with the divine. And so one of the folks I like to follow is Marianne Williamson. And I'm sure many of you do as well. But what she quotes through A Course in Miracles is five minutes spent with the Holy Spirit in the morning is enough to guarantee he'll be in charge of your thought forms throughout the day. So what really stands out here to me is thought forms. That if we commit to five minutes in the morning, my thoughts are going to be less chaotic. My thoughts are going to be more in alignment with spirit. My thoughts are going to be letting go of the chaos. And so having chaotic morning routines lead to chaotic days. And let me give you an example. So before the pandemic (laughs) hit, I was a really stressed out mom um, trying to, um, not really stressed out, but I had really stressed out mornings, really stressed out mornings because I would wake up, it would be six 30. My daughter was already awake. She probably was the one that woke me up. I never got a shower. I barely got to brush my teeth. It was pack lunch, make breakfast, try to get the kids dressed outdoor to school by eight 15. And that compaction with no spiritual practice really sent me spinning the rest of the day because it was so stressful. And now with the pandemic, with sleep schedules shifting, with me making it a priority, my mornings look a lot different. So what I mean is now I wake up when I naturally need to wake up. My daughter has her own routine in the morning. She can naturally wake up, put on her clothes, brush her teeth, get herself downstairs and find a snack until I come with her or her dad, my husband, can help assist her. But when I roll out of bed, I can go to the bathroom and I come back to bed and I journal and I meditate or I do breath work and I do some of these things. And I will take like a half an hour to give back to me, to set me off on the day in the spiritual way. And when my husband (laughs) asked me, well, I'm looking forward to having the school start back up. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, Mm -mm, I'm not doing those mornings again. Not me. That's not happening again. We're going to have to make a change (laughs) because I realized when I did spend five minutes or more with the divine, my life shifted for the better. And it felt good. And I want more goodness in my life. I want more ease, grace, and flow in my life. And that is how I did it, was starting my day off in that 
state of mind because we have a whole, what I call a morning buffet of choices of what we can do and really figuring out what ones work for me and not. So when you, if you're new to this, or if you've been kind of in the morning routine, but now it's starting to feel like a routine and it's not really working for you, try mixing it up with one of these suggestions. So meditation is wonderful. We're going to talk a little bit more about how to utilize meditation and the best ways that you can start training your monkey mind to sit in the corner. (laughs) I like to put it that way. One of my favorite ways is to do breath work because I can inhale and exhale. So you can do the microcosmic orbit. If you're a Reiki master, you're probably familiar with this one where you're inhaling up your back and exhaling down your front and you're being aware of your internal energy lines. And that can feel really good. You can do a breath work of inhaling a mantra and exhaling a mantra. There's all kinds of ways, but because you're giving that monkey mind a couple things to pay attention to, it is meditative. It helps clear out the thought process that don't belong there. It helps clear out some of that subconscious scramble is what it feels like so that we're clearing it out. Another awesome thing is to have uh, your Oracle deck beside your bed or on an altar in your space and pull a card for your intention for that day. It's a lovely way to do it. I have gotten really into journal for future forecasting. And this is where I write my journal on this day of the 8th of June. I am so happy and grateful now that, and I list all of the things that I foresee happening about two weeks to a month ahead of time, what I want to attract into my life and pull it forward. And so it could be a statement about my bank account and how it's flowing abundantly and these precise numbers about how my programs are going or how my children are. I'm so joyful with them that I have moments of laughter, uncontrollable laughter every day, whatever it is that you want to pull into your spirit, into your, your world. Like this is a really great way to do it because you'll find that the things that you start writing about start showing up in your life. And so this is a really great way to get into the energy and feeling of your higher self, your higher purpose, and foreseeing what you would like to create to weeks, month from now, but feeling it now, right? Blissful movement is a really great way to kind of honor your space, honor your flow and move through it. I noticed the other day in the shower, I started moving in the shower and I'm like, oh, I can get into this. I'm just moving. I'm moving my body as a, as a moving meditation, right? Um, You can chant the symbols. You can use deep intonations. So I'll give you an example for this one too. And so it's a full breath in. And on the exhale, you're going through the, the symbol chant. And so that feels good too. So there's, there's a lot of options here. Okay, you're moved out of your morning. Possibly this is still in your morning, but you at some point in the day feel that you're stuck. Things aren't vibing for you. You've something happened and it sent you down a spiral. What can you do? 
one of my favorite ways, and I bet it's one of your favorite ways too, is to turn on music that's going to inspire you back into your state of alignment, back into your flow, back into your creative genius, right? And so you want to find the music that works for you. You can now go to like Spotify and we'll go happy tunes. <laughs> this is great. This is wonderful. And so move, shake off and move it out. Whatever emotion is stuck on you. So for example, let's say you get some news, you get some really hard news. Uh, your grandmother is sick or someone passed away in your life. I Part of it is embracing that emotion that is coming with it, processing it so it doesn't get stuck in your body. So sometimes your own personal dance party could be, I am taking this information and I'm flowing with it. And I'm feeling the grief. I'm feeling the sadness. I'm feeling the anger. I'm feeling whatever it is so it can pass through you and not get stuck into a chakra or part of your body or whatever it may be. We want to move it through. And so you can use this for a way to process your emotions. You can use this as a way to go from, ugh, what I just see on Facebook, that was horrible, to, okay, time for a dance party in the kitchen and I'm going to clean up. And it feels good, right? And this this one I love so much. So my third tip is to watch your thoughts. And what I mean by that is, is what you think about, what you tell yourself, what you feel going on in your head is the vibrational match of what you'll create in your life. And so if you constantly have something on your shoulder that is negative, that is uh, putting you down, we need to stop that. (laughs) And how you do it is you first is you recognize that it's happening. And so you can start thought catching where you're going, whoa, whoa, wait a second. What did I just tell myself that I have a big bum or that oh, you can't go out of the house looking like that, whatever it may be, we need to put a stop to it because that is the energy that you are then going to create in your life, the people that you're going to create in your life. So thought catching is one of the best ways to start shifting in from a victim mentality, like I'm not good enough, things don't work out in my favor, I'm always going to be in debt, all of those things to... We need to change it. So we we thought catch it, we notice it, and we start to choose a new thought. So by thought catching it, and re- it creates a void. And in that void, you need to replace it with something or some new random thought is going to come in. And so you recognize it. And then you were like, I no longer accept that thought process. And I'm going to add in a affirmation or a positive thought. So an example of this last night, I'm up in the middle of the night yet again. Um, my spirit guides are all over this whole nighttime thing. And I really don't like being awake in the middle of the night. So one of the things I can go to is the scarcity of sleep and complain and be in this negative energy in the middle of the night. And you know what? That doesn't help me get back to sleep. It doesn't work. It makes it worse. 
And so instead of that, I can choose to fill it in with an affirmation. So the one that I choose, for example, from last night was everything is in is for my good and in my favor. Everything that shows up is for my good and in my favor, including this time right now in the middle of the night. For some reason, this is for my good and in my favor. And even if I don't understand it, I'm going to accept it, embrace it. And when I shifted from, I don't want to be awake. I don't want to be awake right now. I really need to get back to sleep. I have to get back to sleep. I need a decent sleep. So I'm on it tomorrow. I can't do this again. Once I move from that to everything is in my, for my good and in my favor, blessings will come from this opportunity. And then you know what? The Reiki can turn on, my body can relax and I can get back to sleep better. Are you with me? Another one, I have to go back. Another one <laughs> that I, I started stressing about and I recognize that this is me complain ditching. I recognized that I got our tax um, taxes back from the CPA, like a draft. And I owe a couple thousand dollars. And I had, I decided then and there, I'm not going to complain about this. I'm going to start thinking about all of the beautiful things that my tax dollars go to. And so I started thinking, my roads got fixed up front of my house. The bus comes by during the school year to pick up the kids. My children get to go to school. All of these wonderful services that are in my town are paid for by tax dollars. I'm going to go there and watch by tomorrow. My what I owe is going to go down <laughs> because I can be in that state of gratitude. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to get frustrated over it. I'm not going to get angry about it. So just for today, do not worry. Just for today, don't be angry. We need to catch these things and transform them. So here are some affirmations, suggestions. Okay. So you've heard me say this a couple of times already. Everything happens for my good and in my favor. Why not? You know, I love that. The universe has my back. I expand and love success and abundance daily and inspire others to do the same. This is a really excellent mantra. If you are a Reiki practitioner, if you're a spiritual guide, if you're a coach, if you know that your work and your purpose is to um, inspire others, this is a really great one because expansion is, is creating space. It's creating and inviting abundance into your life. And so you feeling that from your heart chakra, I expand and love success and abundance daily and inspire others to do the same can be very transformative. Okay, here's a new concept. I came to my attention in divine timing for this presentation and it's blowing my mind. So how many times a day do you think you look at your phone to check the clock? I suspect that you are checking your time at least 20 to 40 times a day, a lot, <laughs> a lot. And so this idea is about ditching an old paradigm and starting to move into the quantum fields of space-time reality. So we do this in distance Reiki, right? We do distance Reiki. We move beyond the time-space spectrum. And in this 
thought process. It's about moving into an expansive state to, especially when you're in your flow, your vortex, your zone of genius, your zone of magic, whatever you want to call it, you can feel into creating more time. And so there's this thought, there's this thesis, this idea that you are the creator of time. You create your reality. So therefore you create the time that you have. And when we play in this space of, I am the creator of time, I'm moving myself from a victim point of view saying, I don't have enough time to focus on that. I'm going to run out of time. I'm going to be late because there's not enough time. And so we use this time idea to keep ourselves stuck in a victimhood mentality, mentality in your head. It's in your head. When you can move to, I expand and this, and this feeling, I'm going to release the worry and fear. And I'm going to trust that I'm going to create enough time and expansive thought around the project I'm working on. So I have plenty of it. So something to play with, something that I want you to feel into, because you have two different spectrums. You have contraction. This is fear. This is what energetically you can feel it. You can feel it in your body. When you start to worry about time, you, you kind of collapse your reality and time speeds up. So you are contracting that contraction speeds up time. When we are expansive and open, I'm not worried if I'm going to be late. I'm going to stop in this moment. I can't control the situation that I'm in. Let's say there's a lot of traffic. I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm going to put the energy out that I'm creating plenty of time, that there, that everything is going to be for my good and in my favor, no matter how it turns out. Or if you're working on a project and you are in this zone, if you're in this energy flow, in this expansive state, guess what? The projects that you're working on will go twice as fast. If I need to write a blog, if I need to write an email, many of you know this is not my favorite space to be. I'm not an excellent writer, even though I hope to publish a book one day, hopefully very soon. Um, but if I go into that zone of magic and that zone of genius, if I go into that vortex, as Abraham Hicks calls it, if I am there, things are flowing so much better. Your creative energy is there. Divine is showing up for you. The divine inspiration is showing up for you. The call to divine action is showing up for you so that you know the next steps to take so that if it's like, I need to delegate this. This is not my area of expertise. I'm not going to fight it anymore. I am going to move it on over to someone else who can do it better in less time. And I'm happy to pay them. Right. I am a very grounded overall. I'm a grounded person. You know, I have my son in Pisces, but my rising is in Capricorn and that Capricorn energy of mine really tends to come out when I get in business mode. 
I'm already a fairly grounded person and then lean into my intuition through the Pisces. So if you're, let's say, an air sign, you might need to watch. (laughs) You know, especially that air energy, you're floating from one idea to the next. You're optimistic. Your life is kind of this way. Does that make sense? And so having something in the physical world to crown you back in might be something that you need. And it might not be a clock, but maybe a timer or maybe that you set space and flow into that space and you need a little bit more structure. So this might not be for everyone, but if you are really a business person, if you're very much got your two feet on the ground, I want you to give this a try. I want you to feel into or at least catching, at least catch the complaints around time that you are that you are creating a victim mentality of time. If we just ditch that alone, do you have more time that you can play with? And the other thing is when I come into this space, I know that by taking a bath or doing some self-care, I show up in a, a different way and I'm more present to be in that divine state of flow when I come back to the computer, right? Okay, here's your another buffet. The idea behind Ho'oponopono is that you're cleansing away subconscious patterns that are limiting beliefs, that are holding you back, that are blocking you, yeah? And so the Ho'oponopono sounds like, um, I love you. Thank you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I did that totally out of order. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And you can mix it in with other things. It doesn't have to be a city meditation. I know that I've trained my brain that when I take the dog for a walk in the evening, I start chanting Ho'oponopono. And it brings me into this state of mind where I'm connected with the divine. I'm not thinking of the 10,000 things that I could be thinking about where it's just cluttering my brain. You're right. It doesn't matter what order you say them. (laughs) So if you haven't tried it yet, I highly recommend it. I love it. It works. It's fantastic. You can use it just about anywhere. You can say it out loud. You can sing it. For me, I really need to work on this throat chakra space. And so the chanting and the Ho'oponopono and singing the Ho'oponopono as I'm out walking in the dog is what works for me, okay? I kind of showed you the little demonstration of the affirmation breath work where you breathe in and out, state your affirmation. You breathe in and out, state your affirmation. It gets you going, right? And then you have your Kundalini mantras, your Sanskrit mantras. They're excellent. We once again need to figure out what works for you. So if it's Om Namo Gurudev Namo, whatever is working for you, that is where you want to go. So I know that I love Kundalini yoga. Like this is something I know about myself. So I might find a Kundalini yoga set on Spotify or listen to Kundalini music on Pandora or whatever it might be, or make a playlist of the chants that I can sing along with. Because once again, this is very throat chakra work for me. And that feels good. The no mantra and yes mantra, I want you to also fill into this one. That you can 
in a meditative state, if you are trying to work on your boundaries, just chanting no, because so many people have a block here, meaning that they say yes to too many things and they spread themselves thin, that they want to be of service to everyone um, to the point where it's detrimental to their health. And they need to practice saying no to make better boundaries. And so that's what I mean by the no mantra, meaning you are stating you're going into your meditative space. You could be doing your mudra and you're just chanting no, no, no. You're practicing that verb that it is a verb um, coming out of your mouth so that you have practiced when you need to tell people no, or situations no, or opportunities no. Sometimes opportunities aren't the ones that you need to take and you need to say no so that you're making space to do the thing that you really want to do. So me closing my business in Bozeman, Montana, allowed me to say yes to creating the programs online that I want to do, that I feel really passionate about because I really want to be working with Reiki practitioners. Yes. Okay. Same thing with the yes mantra. If you are ready to say yes to opportunities coming into your life, if you're ready to say yes to people, like if you're ready to like step that up, you can start envisioning the ideal job that's being offered and that you're saying yes to that, that you're not going to self-sabotage and go, well, I'm not really that good at it, you know, and block it. So the no mantra can be powerful. The yes mantra can be powerful. Does that make sense? Okay. So six is on the perception, the perception of your life. And what I mean by this is when we focus on something, we actually pull that experiencing in more often. So your reticular activating system is a part of the brain That is the reptilian part of the brain. It's in charge of your breathing, your heart rate, all of those things. And what's wonderful, we need that reptilian brain to do all of those things. But what it also does is hone in on things and focuses on them. So if your perception is that nothing works out in your life, you will find and hone in on all the things that aren't working out in your life, you will find and complain and all of these things and make manifest more of that because that's all you can see. Whereas you can, with the thought catching, with the ditch complaining, you can train your brain to focus on the positive, find examples in your world where it works, where it flows, where things are going your way. And find them. And if it's not working in your life, find other people that you can go. It's working for them. It worked for them. And that way you are waiting. It's like you're open to the opportunity. You're you're it's this very active, like I am open to that miracle occurring in my life. And so this is very much about your perception. So, for example, when I bought or wanted to buy an electric vehicle, I I didn't tune into all the other kinds of cars. I didn't look at the Nissans and Fords and all the different kinds. I would go, oh, there's a Tesla. Oh, there's a Nissan Leaf. 
oh, there's another electric vehicle. What's that one? Because I was training my brain to hyper-focus in on it. And so we need to be aware that this is going on in the background of our brain. And when we can start to go, I see what's happening here. I'm going to change that and go fix it. <laughs> and that's why, you know, this is ha- this is part of our brain. And that's why law of attraction works. <laughs> I just have to throw that out there. But when you start taking full responsibility of your reality, that the things are showing up, that you're perceiving your reality the way you're perceiving it. If you are like, I perceive that this uh, let, uh, the one, the thing that comes to mind is like, if you see an animal, there's a reason why there's an animal in your path. There's a, if you saw something out like a, a red tailed hawk in the sky or a bunny rabbit crossing our street, these are common things in my area. I have to actually slow down and go, that was cool. What was that meant for me? So this is a very shamanic point of view as well, going, everything is happening with reason. I created this reality for a reason. So I would be doing the Ho'opono over and over and over again, driving in my car and I was in a bad mood. So that's why I'm doing the practice. And then I see a deer and a baby deer with her. And my whole reality shifts because I go, thank you. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry for being in that bad mood. Please forgive me, whatever it is, because I am now taking full responsibility that I am a creator in my universe. Does that make sense? Okay. We're, co- we're coming through it. Okay. End of day rituals. It's the end of the day. You may have had a glorious day. You may have, may have had a really day of struggle and bad news. And so this is where you cap it. You put the book in mark on the end of your day. And the best way to do this is through gratitude. And so by journaling 10 things that you're grateful for is going, I know I may have struggled in some areas in my life today, but I can still hone in on and be grateful for the blessings in my life. And if you really want to top it off, find the five things that really drove you nuts that day And find the gratitude in them. So that's like my taxes, right? I can find the gratitude in having to pay taxes. Okay. And the other option, the suggestion I have is you can give your to-do list to the divine. This works for some people and this doesn't work for others. What I mean is you can, some people sleep a lot better if they have all of what they need to get done the following day written out. I don't think this needs to be done for everyone, but there are some types of personalities that just having it all listed and then giving it some Reiki and just say, I turn this all over to the divine. May everything flow as needed. I'm going to ask that my subconscious take care of some of these things that need to be taken care of and then letting it go. But what happens for me is when I do this and I give my to do to do list to the divine, the divine starts talking to me. (laughs) Like, my guides won't stop right before bed. And then I'm up for an hour or two when I really want to be doing myself Reiki and going to sleep. So feel into what works for you. But the gratitude journals work. Um, Gratitude journaling about things that you want to complain about, but you're not going to. You're not going to go there. And then my favorite is to do your self Reiki practice. Like for me, morning Reiki is the best Reiki. 
because it helps with my insomnia. It helps me fall asleep faster. It gives me this really beautiful end of the day sweetness that I know is the perfect bookend for my day. And you can tell your guides, you can tell Reiki to keep offering you Reiki as you sleep. You can make that part of your intention and then it can keep going so that if you do wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, I'm still giving myself Reiki. This is fantastic, right? Love it. Okay. I created my altar space so that it was accessible. I wanted my my crystals to be accessible. I wanted my cards to be accessible. I wanted my distance Reiki doll accessible. I wanted my drum. I wanted my rattle. I wanted my my favorite things, my journal, my uh, Wee Moon calendar, all of the things. So I wanted to share this with you because creating space in your room where you want to be having your morning and evening rituals can feel really good. It really is like you're telling the universe that you're making a spiritual commitment to work on this. And so I had an aha moment about two, three months ago because my altar did not look like this. It was a complete mess and it was kind of more of like a pile of crystals and a pile of books. And I realized that this had a, my altar space had a trigger for me and I was coming into the awareness of the trigger that if I had an altar space in my first marriage, I would have been ridiculed. I would have been tormented. I would have been nitpicked on everything that I placed and where I placed it. And so 10 years later, I was still in that subconscious fear that I couldn't display my spirituality. And I have a really lovely current husband that would be completely fine and actually engaged with the altar had I created one. And so I, when I recognize that, oh, this is bringing something up for me, why don't I want to do this? Then I can say, uh, what's going on here? I can ask the divine. I can feel into what. How am I self-sabotaging this experience? Why am I holding myself back and digging a little deeper? And when I realize the trigger, I go, oh, hell no, he's still not controlling my life. Uh-uh, <laughs> right? Like, that's not happening. I'm going to make my altar. I'm going to make it the way I want it. And I'm going to I'm going to utilize it. And I did. Things shifted. The morning routines came in. It was, it's been lovely. Okay, so I wanted to share that. All right. Now to recap, I don't know if you noticed, but all of these tips go along with the chakras, okay? So root chakra, your foundation, your morning practice of meditation is your foundation for the day. Sacral chakra, the sacral chakra is your creative, juicy, (laughs) uh, emotionally vibrant, creative space, shaking it up with a dance is going to help feed your sacral chakra. Solar plexus chakra is all about understanding who you are and really knowing um, your inner self-talk, right? You're feeling into who you are and what you're ready to let go of. And by canceling complaints with thought catching is a very powerful way to heal your solar plexus. The heart chakra 
The Aquarian time, this is about expanding into the feeling beyond the time-space spectrum and really creating your time, okay? So that's that space of time when I get anxious about time, I feel it right in my chest. I don't have enough time. I'm getting all tense right here. It's in your heart chakra. What is, and so there's actually studies done that show that people who have heart disease have a time urgency issues, okay? So it is very much in your heart. So I want you to think about how time is affecting your heart chakra. Throat chakra, using your vocal cords. Third eye chakra, perceiving fear for what it is. How are you holding yourself back? Crown chakra, your evening practice and gratitude journaling is your super awesome way to connect to the divine And really, you can even tune in and offer an intention at the end of the day for your dreams to to be revealing to you. Another morning practice could be that you're dream journaling. I didn't have that one in there, but it just came to me. So I had to share. Okay, so this is my juicy zone. I love working in the chakras. And what we have coming up is our chakra mastermind 2.0. We're in early bird enrollment. All of those pieces are going to be part of my group coaching topics. They're laid out. So the group coach, the chakra mastermind is 14 weeks. We take two weeks per chakra to really do the underlying work to heal the chakra. And in that, I will be offering um, a group coaching session every week and those, those little tidbits are some of the topics. Love and light to you all, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Reiki Cafe radio and really starting to look at these different spiritual lifestyles tips to really embody your true authentic self. If you are ready to continue on the self-healing journey and really to embody that higher perspective, this real authentic co-creatrix with the vine. If you are ready to do that self-healing work, um, I invite you to come join us for the chakra mastermind, our 14 week chakra healing experience group coaching program with Bruce Taylor and myself, Christine Renee, so that you can really dive in deep to the self-healing and with the support and accountability of our group coaching calls. Not only will you receive the calls and have access to the call replays between now and the end of the year. Plus um, the replays of will be available to you for much longer than that. Um, But there are activating actions. There's meditations, there's information, there's a yoga all included in this program so that you have activities that you can dive into each day and really start your healing journey, um, really going deep and going, where is the root of this? And how can I do some internal gardening to unpluck those areas of your life that's been holding you back and really setting you up for self-sabotaging behaviors and low self-esteem and all those other things that have been getting in your way. So once again, join with us starting September 26th for our 14-week Chakra Mastermind experience with Bruce Taylor and myself. Much love and light to you. And once again, thanks for listening. Reiki Cafe Radio is sponsored by Reiki Cafe University, where your Reiki dreams become reality. Join us on Instagram or Facebook at Reiki Cafe University 
watch our videos on YouTube or visit the website to learn more about our colleges of Reiki, chakras, and business. It is our aim to help you on your path to wellness, guiding you into confidence, transmute your inner critic, and say yes to you. Your path to abundance, wellness, and health unfolds from here. And love and light, Christine Renee. And Bruce Taylor. <laughs>